Welcome to Convos from the Couch by Lifestance Health, where leading mental health professionals help guide you on your journey to a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Convos from the Couch by Lifestance Health. I'm Nicolette Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with Carolyn Erba, a clinician from our Brexville, Ohio office, and she'll help us to understand more about codependency. So welcome, Carolyn. Great to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. Having me. I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Codependency, I think, are one of those tricky things for people to really understand. And so I'm really glad we're having this conversation to help you clarify what it is and what it can look like in relationships. So thank you again for being on. Absolutely. It's a it's a very, um, you know, it can be very, very complex yes, uh, topic, good word for and, it. you know, complex and, and it can be difficult to understand. And that's, and that's the point right there. I think just the difficulty in understanding it. So I'm glad we're going to be diving more into that, but first let's have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Yeah. Well, I've been with LifeSense for about four years. I am a a DBT informed clinician at the, uh, the Brooksville office location. And I serve adult populations in various life stages. Um, who tend to be challenged by social anxiety, um, lack of assertiveness, uh, boundary setting issues, um, emotional regulation and communication in relationships. So with all that, it sounds like you probably also help your clients navigate maybe some codependency issues they might have or what they're navigating maybe with others, perhaps. Oh yeah, it's a big, it overlaps a lot, a lot of different cuts across and overlaps with a lot of different other issues. Yeah, I definitely think so. So jumping in, tell us what is codependency? Well, uh, you know, I think there's a couple different ways that it, that it can be, you know, characterized. And I would also say that there are probably different types of codependency, but having said that, I'd probably um, define codependency as, um, you know, someone who find themselves in a relationship where they're giving to someone who doesn't need to be rescued, um, inappropriate limits to giving or overgiving often, um, rescuing or caretaking of guilt, um, resentment when giving to someone um, and also, in general, it's defined by a relationship that uh, usually has poor boundaries. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about boundaries as we continue our conversation. So what are some signs people can look for that might signal a codependent relationship? Well, you know, there too, and in, and in nowhere, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's typically an imbalance, often an imbalance of power or respect, um, where, you know, sometimes we find one individual is more passive and submissive, and the other might be more dominant or controlling, so we'll see that, Um, or one in which healthy expectations for individual needs and responsibilities for one's own well-being haven't been established or are imbalanced. Um, Also, we could look to things like feelings of anxiousness, uh, trouble, being alone, um, or feeling like their needs are selfish. How does someone become codependent? 
Well, the answer to this is somewhat complex, but I'd say the main reason this often happens is, you know, it's a result of a combination of, uh, you know, un again, unhealthy attachments to abusive people. And I think that what what my understanding is is what I what I see is that a lot of this is linked to adverse child experience childhood experiences mm -hmm. and attachments, you know, Good. which then form, you know what I mean? It then yeah. forms vulnerabilities, specific vulnerabilities um, out of be being a, a survivor or witness to codependence of other abusive family relationships. So would that um, be what you're describing right there? role modeling of codependence and, mm -hmm. and seeing yeah. it in and maybe their parents or others you got like it that. absolutely yeah. where, we, where we see just like a mirroring of these you know a witness to this so there's a lot of history of trauma you know and abuse um that we're, where we see someone might might potentially come from from that i do see that that, that there's definitely a correlation or a link to that there and I think a point you're bringing up of adverse childhood experiences, looking at potential trauma as one of the reasons why someone might show codependency towards others or likewise. So I think oh, that's absolutely. such a key point that you're emphasizing that. Oh, it is, other, right? Other reasons you're seeing? Well, yeah, you know, there's an except, and then just related to this and what you were saying too, um, certainly, you know, there, there becomes an excessive need for external validation and worth. You know, everything's externalized. We talk about, you know, self-validation in DBT a lot, which is one of the key concepts. Um, but they tend to have, you know, a tendency, a feeling of responsibility for someone else's emotional well-being, and, you know, sometimes even a fear of abandonment, if that makes sense. Yes, you know? yeah. Part of the example I'm thinking is if I'm feeling, it's almost like how I've interpreted codependence. So one aspect of codependency is that I'm taking on the emotions of the other person I'm in the relationship. So if they're angry, I'm angry too. Is that how you've also come absolutely. to see it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they really, yeah tend to take on others absorbing someone else's emotions. And That's a great word, absorbing it. Yeah, definitely. So why do people stay in codependent relationships? Uh, realize that they're in a codependent relationships or they have, you know, a, a, a clue or have concern about, about where they're, they, they stand where they are in the relationship. Um, you know, we can talk about their having their own depression, their own anxiety that they're contending with usually at that point, um, low self-worth. Um, again, you know, fears of, you know, being on their own or yeah. that's a big one. Fear of being on their own. They've gotten used to being treated this way. So they just don't really have that perspective, kind of lost the, the ability to have insight or perspective on who they are. So they, mm -hmm. it's really hard. There's like a loss of a sense of self. And, and with that, so then if you don't know who you are with that, without that other person, is that another way of putting it? Yeah. Right. So that's going to yeah. really keep me from wanting to leave them if I don't even know who I am 
without this person. So we, we know how complex yeah. it can be, the reasons why people don't leave relationships in general, especially if they are, you know, abusive or codependent. I mean, there could be so many layers of different reasons for it. You know, oh, even absolutely. financial ties of like, you mm -hmm. know, not being able to leave because financially, maybe you wouldn't be able to make it on your own and stuff. That's a good point. Um, yeah, that like the financial piece for some people, you know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. that puts them at greater risk and vulnerability um, in addition to everything else. But that's that would be another area in which someone would you know, feel codependent. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking of a line from the film Jerry Maguire, where the line is, you complete me. I think back when that film was out, that was like seemed as like the most romantic thing. And, and really what we've come to understand as therapists, you know, what's healthy in relationships as two distinct individuals and not the mm -hmm. melding into one. You complete me. There's a missing piece to me that you complete. And and I think you know that's where boundaries come in, right? Where do I end and you begin? So let's let's kind of shift gears and talk about that. How does the lack of boundaries play into codependency? Yeah. Well. You know, they have, you know, these are people who have a hard time, you know, setting boundaries. They didn't have a model of how to ever set boundaries. Um, you know, it could be because, um, you know, they're passive, um, they ignore or, you know, they idealize the person, right? Um, right. Or they ignore, they don't see the early warning signs there. Mm -hmm. um, um, maybe. Uh, because they're attached, you know, they're attached to someone else who has poor boundaries also. Um, but ultimately, boundaries are really important because they protect and free a person to express love um, without being taken advantage of or, you know, being abused. Um, so essentially, it sets up rules and healthy expectations of treatment and respect, which maintains equal power and protects safety and integrity of the individual. Um, so this just needs to be, this needs to be assertively expressed and respected to have a healthy, functional relationship. And you again, know, so if, if that wasn't yeah. modeled to you in childhood or when you're younger, again, even poor boundaries, that's going to play out in your own relationships. As yeah, to some extent, I think there's a lot of, yeah, that's what I see. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, so it's, this is where we're working on assertiveness and we'll talk about that, but you know, the lack of boundaries plays into codependency because people who don't establish this tend to wind up, you know, they tend to wind up in relationships where they, again, feel the need to rescue, caretake, responsible for others or blame themselves, you know, um, and then their own needs aren't considered or taken seriously at that point. So I know I just said a lot there. No, but, that know, was great. That was It does great. have a lot, you know what I mean? It has a lot to do with this. And this is the complexity to it. Right. Absolutely. What is people pleasing and how is it connected to codependency? Well, people pleasers, I see a lot of these people pleasers and overgivers, they tend to be more vulnerable to codependency um, because they, they tend to believe that they're worth or value is dependent, again, on this external validation, um, you know, or approval. And so, you know, or, or when they're overgiving and pleasing as maybe it evolved as a way to cope, you know, 
Um, they tend to put others first before themselves, and many of them are taught that they should trust other people more than themselves, too. Um, and sometimes, you know, they just serve the expectations of others. It's really what it is at that point, if that makes sense. That does. I, you know, I, I see people pleasers as the ones giving and giving and giving, but then there's nothing even left for them and even the sense of who they are. And so it, I think it, at first look, you think people pleasing, oh, maybe that's not such a bad thing. You want to you know, help others and please them. But this is where it gets to a point where there's you're giving and giving in, in against your own of what's best for you. That's exactly it. Um, that, that it gets to a point, you know, it's one thing to to be a kind-hearted, giving, loving person, you know, but not to the detriment of, you know, observing and expressing your own needs. And then if we are at the point where we're sacrificing, now we've got a real problem. And, you know, other people, you gotta teach other people how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a key one right you there. Know? You got to treat teach other people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and standing up for what you know. It's, that's um, the assertiveness. Exactly, and so that yeah, that's how it's connected to that. Yeah. So, what are some tips to help someone overcome a, a codependency? Yeah, well, I think I mentioned you know I mentioned you know some things already, but um, I think that the main things really here are being aware of tendencies to overgive or people please, that would be one. Mm -hmm. um, building insight on vulnerabilities to codependency based on excessive need for external validation, that would be another one. Um, working through trauma issues, it's a big obviously one working through that, you know, um, and, and or addiction, because there's a lot there. That's yeah. another another point. sidebar, but yes. definitely related. Um, working on establishing ways to set healthy boundaries with assertiveness skills training or like the interpersonal effectiveness that I focus on so much with people and DBT um, and a uh, couple other things, um, exploring and defining or redefining what a healthy relationship looks like to a person and how to recognize when a relationship is becoming imbalanced or abusive. Um, That's so a key I, point too, when to recognize when it is. Yeah. And then finally, building on your own sense of trusting yourself and developing ex healthy expectations of yourself and others in relationships. Those are great tips. Take a lot of work to really navigate and be able to practice doing those. But those are really, really great tips. Yeah. And that's what we do. That's what exactly. I feel like a lot of what I'm doing is helping people navigate this, right, mm -hmm. as a guide. Mm -hmm. you know, towards like, just, they're the experts on themselves and their stock and we just need to get help them get on stock. So exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100% <laughs> Carolyn, 100%. <laughs> Any other takeaways you'd like to share about codependency? I think my last statement and point I want to make with this really is that developing assertiveness and, you know, being able to develop a sense of assertiveness and sense of respect, self-respect and self-worth are essential to establish and maintain healthy functional relationships and is they are the anecdotes to preventing or reducing uh, codependent behaviors. 
That's Thank the big you. Here, I think. Yeah, you're welcome. That is a great takeaway. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge on this tricky, this tricky topic. And I think you definitely help clarify for our listeners more about what this is and what it can look like and the tips to overcome it. So thank you again for sharing, Carolyn. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here. I would like to thank the team behind the Covers from the Couch podcast, Jason Clayton, Chris Kelman, and Juliana Whitten. Take care, everyone.